Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key, and we say good morning from New York City, hour number two. And, of course, I don't even know what hour it is, but the marathon continues, fantasy football marathon here at ESPN. We encourage you to go get the app. It is the number one fantasy app. You get yourself on that thing. You get it on your phone. Of course, you can just go to ESPN.com slash forward slash FFL and be part of what has become obviously a huge part of the football season. And we will continue to talk with you about that at 888-ESPN, 888-7-3776. Oh, my God. Like, I just compl- – no, I, I forgot the number. <laughs> I, I no, I did. I, I did. I absolutely did miss half of it. Seven two nine three seven seven six. It's Wednesday, and it definitely, as I was saying before to Victoria, it feels like Wednesday. Ah, don't worry about it. I'm going to select Frank like Gore in the second week. round. That would have been actually for about twenty years. That's probably a good choice. I'm taking Frank Gore. <laughs> I think second we're round. reaching a point now where that's not going to happen, but. Yeah, uh, again, we, we we got plenty on the fantasy front to talk about. Stefania Bell going to join us later on in the show. But we I wonder also if have... I could take my nephew and hold on to him. What do you mean hold on to him? Like, you could, can't you draft a guy and, and just hold on to him? That's called him a late. keeper league. Yeah, keeper league. Yeah. Yeah. And so wherever him you would have drafted him originally, like mm-hmm. say you took him in like the fifth round his mm-hmm. rookie year, mm-hmm. then like every other year you'd give up your fifth round pick, even if Michael Thomas had say like second or third round value and you'd get to keep him. That's the plan. But like a lot of Which leagues. Which isn't a terrible can, thing. A lot of leagues, though, you can only pick one keeper. So like a lot of people, when Patrick Mahomes' first year – like, I had Patrick Mahomes in, like, the 11th or 12th round the year he broke out. So, if I was in a keeper league, I would have kept him because I would have only had to give up my 12th round pick hmm. to keep Patrick Mahomes. Gotcha. Well, that would have been smart, but too bad you didn't do it. Well, I wasn't in a keeper league, so everybody That's went back in the That's what I'm saying. You should have been in a keeper league. How many, how many leagues have you played at one time, Evan? Uh, like, I'm not big that big in fantasy. Like, maybe two or three at once. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it becomes like that friend that I didn't like, I really didn't need. I don't have time for like there was a couple of times where I've been in multiple leagues and you just start like you got to keep moving the team. And then there'll be always that one week where you just forget. You just forget. Mm-hmm. And then the minute the game start, and then you look and you're like, oh, he's having a day. And then you look and you're like, I didn't play him like that. That's the stuff. Well, I marvel at those people that can play in multiple leagues and just keep that thing going. It becomes it consumes your life you got to be dedicated to it. So, clearly, I, I don't have the mental capacity for it. Evan didn't have the stamina for it, clearly. That's what that's about. Yeah, Evan would just pick guys based on if they play for the Jets or not. Just a whole team of Jets. I yeah. really just actually like doing fantasy football to come up with my team name, and then once I come up with the team name, I really stop paying attention. <laughs> that's your best part. Your, your favorite part is creating the team name. Definitely. What would be a good team name for Keyshawn if Key was going to play fantasy football? We'd have to come up with a, a really good name. I mean, give me the damn ball would be too easy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's too simple. That's so old. I'm sorry, so it's the name old. of a book. So old. All right. So one of those womp, womp, womps. I said that would be too simple. So let's eliminate that one right out of the gate. I was trying to cut. All right, fine. Let's just continue with the show then. Thanks for playing, <laughs> Key. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live, mostly live, from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So we know the team name in Miami is the Dolphins, and they have a quarterback that you would say during the offseason it felt like they might be 
getting ready to move on from Tua Tungavailo because there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson and them, and there was great interest in him until all the issues with Deshaun happened. And now that, of course, has become a story on the back burner as far as trades go for him. But in the meantime, after Tua did admit he didn't really know the playbook that well last year, he has looked really good in training camp. And in fact, they thought he looked pretty good in his first preseason game as well. In the AFC East, we've talked plenty about the Patriots and their quarterback situation. We've talked about Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick, and now he will be starting for the Jets. And then, of course, there's Josh Allen, who just got $150 million guaranteed with the Bills. Lord, that's a lot of potential MVP candidate. So, with this in mind, Miami has Tua. How do we feel about Miami with, with their team, with Brian Flores, and that team continuing to grow in the AFC East with now Tua as their guy? I, I think it's going it, to – look, here's where things are going to be. He's still growing and learning. Um, last year, you look at him, when they needed him most in certain games, he didn't deliver it and they had to go back to Fitzmagic to win games mm-hmm. in the end. He was coming off hip surgery. So whether he was healed enough to play, he probably wasn't 100% healed to be as effective as he could be this year. The problem with this year now for me is Chan Gailey was his offensive coordinator a year ago Mm -hmm. who's no longer there. Ryan Fitzpatrick was his in-the-classroom kind of like substitute teacher sort of teaching him, tutoring him along the way. He's no longer there. Now Charlie Fry is his quarterback coach who's relaying the plays into his helmet from upstairs from two coordinators that are co-coordinators. You got two guys that are basically game planning and calling plays that are communicating with a young quarterback. So you got three people on the Miami Dolphins staff but he's got one voice. communicating with the coach. That's very difficult for a young quarterback to deal with. You got one voice? No, you got three voices. But he's got one in his ear, though. He doesn't have three yeah, in Yeah, but, but when I come off the field mm-hmm. – and they say, hey, go pick up the phone. The quarterback coach says, hey, the, the, the coordinator wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You go over there and pick up the phone. Then when the halftime, we're all in the locker room. He's telling you to do this. He's telling you to do that. The other guy doesn't like what he told you, so he's telling you something else. I just don't see it. It's not college football. In college football, it works to have coordinators that are coach. In professional football, it's not going to work, in my opinion. You can't have all those different voices. I've been there before where Mo Carthon along with Sean Payton were kind of had dual roles at calling plays. It was a disaster because who am I going to listen to? That's what I'm worried about when it comes to Tua. Who would you listen to? The one you trust the most, right? Wouldn't it be the one you trust <laughs> the most? I got four dudes, right? That's got, the problem, but got, you, there's got to be one got, that you go to. Though. I got Bill Parcells. I got Sean Payton. I got Mo Carthon, I got Todd Haley. Every last one of them telling me something different to do. It's, it's, it's very difficult. That's why you see one coordinator handling it, right? Yeah. That's it. Brian Flores did explain this, though. He said that somebody's watching the front side of the play. Somebody's watching the back side. Somebody's watching rotation coverage. So there's a lot of dialogue. At the end of the day, somebody says, hey, Tua, or somebody gives Charlie, as you mentioned, the call, and Charlie says, hey, Tua, wristband 33. Like, that's essentially what that's it is. a lot. When I come off the field, 
It, so, it, so George Godsey's he's in the press box. Yes. Eric Studsville's on the field, yes. and they will have input on these decisions. Yeah, so think about it. If, if, you don't need if, to know the playbook if, if you got if, five if guys telling you what to do. On the field, and then Charlie Fry is on the field, and I come off the field, and I walk over to Charlie, but then now Stubfield is saying, well, I didn't really see it like this. I saw it like that. And then Charlie is saying, well, he rolled this way. It, it's, and then Tua said, well, I thought he was going – the other way, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's the, it's the way they want to do it. Flores won't say – this is in the Palm Beach Post. I'm just reading this. Flores won't say who will be the primary play caller. He won't reveal that publicly, but he did say – Does it matter? Hey, he does say trust he, me, he does knows. it matter? He, he knows who it is, and that's all that matters. Yeah, but, but okay, so, so everybody got egos. So that you know. Oh, yeah. So when somebody who's the primary play caller is calling a play and it doesn't work, guess what the other two are going to say? Man, I wouldn't have called yeah, that. That wasn't my call. That wasn't my call. I'd blah, 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 blah. The film room would be interesting. It, huh? Man, I'm telling you. I am telling you. I am taking you inside the room. No, I know. That's why <laughs> I'm asking, like, how? who would you listen to? Because doesn't a player my quarterback, always gravitate my quarterback to the one coach, guy he trusts? My quarterback coach says, well, I really didn't like I never liked how we designed that particular drop back for you. I always wanted to roll it out. And the guy who actually designed it is saying, when I was in Denver, it worked perfectly. You know, it's just crazy. That's all I can tell you. Well, Tua did say after the preseason game that it was Fry that was giving him the plays in his ear. So that's the last, the only voice that he heard. Now, however it got to him, all he knows is it's the same voice that he's hearing, but you, you, you feel like though that could end up being an issue for the young well, quarterback. Well, quarterback coaches mm-hmm. and coordinators communicate together, right? Because a quarterback coach is typically talking to the quarterback. Yeah. But most coordinators coach the quarterbacks, even though there's a quarterback coach. Most coordinators coach the quarterbacks. Well, the quarterback oversees everything there, but it's definitely a lot of voices in his ear. Too many trying voices to for a 22-year-old yeah. yeah. kid With that's learning how to play professional football. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what nobody says. We'll see how it goes in Miami. Meanwhile, in Dallas, the Cowboys are not the only team taking it slow with their starting quarterback coming back from an injury. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. One day after Carson Wentz undergoes foot surgery, the Colts' all-pro guard, Quentin Nelson, does the same thing. Carson's was an old injury that cropped up. Hughes was not an old injury. They got there different ways, but essentially the same thing. You can't make that up, right? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. KJZ ESPN Radio. Alan Hahn with Key. Joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, Jeff Saturday, our ESPN NFL analyst. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing? Fantastic. How you guys doing this morning? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, boss? All right, so we've been playing games. What's up? We've What's been up? playing games all morning, and we're going to play a game with you in a minute. But before I do that, I did want to talk to you, though, to get your take on what's happening in, in Indianapolis with the Colts, with Wentz and Nelson both getting that same foot injury, and just the idea that you know, seeing how they are, it goes from 5 to 12, and a lot of concerns about what would the first couple of weeks look like with some of those two young quarterbacks that they have. Missing your left tackle, missing your starting quarterback, obviously is not the way you want to start a season when the Colts have the expectations that they do after making the trade. But in your mind, and you heard Jim Ursay say, let's not rush these guys back. How would you handle that situation if it were you, if you were in that situation? Is this one where you might be ready to play week one, but let's make sure? Or are you like, if I'm ready to go, I'm playing week one? Yeah, you know, I, this is something to make sure. When you think about their first two weeks are against NFC opponents, right? So when you're thinking about long-term in the playoffs, then they face three AFC teams, the Titans, I think the Ravens, and the Dolphins, right? Back to back to back. So when you're looking at that, I would make sure over those first couple weeks, we want them to be there, but if they can't, you know, kind of no harm, no foul. When we hit those weeks for playoff purposes, I want them to be ready to rock. So definitely would not rush them back, especially when you're talking about Carson Wentz. Like, I think Q and what he's going to deal with and, and, and be at that left guard, he'll be able to tell you. Sometimes I think Carson Wentz may, may try to push himself a little early. If I'm the coaching staff and the, and the uh, training, training staff, I'm making sure Wentz is 100% 17 games, and he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been a guy who uh, hasn't missed games because of injury, I'm going to make sure he's right. That was subtle, Jeff, and I appreciate you correcting me. on. I, I, I do, I've done this several times now saying left tackle when obviously Quentin Nelson <laughs> yes, is a guard. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate how you did that, though. Nice and subtle, just instead of saying correction. No, it's no, gone just, to Pluto, man. Just do you, it that way. Yes. It's already gone. No, no, it's, I'm sorry. I, I just want to acknowledge <laughs> it, that's all. All right, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And Progressive.com, your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So let's play the game. So this is what we're going to do now, Jeff. We're going to play this game real or not real. We begin, though, let's – the tweet by Ryan Clark has really kind of uh, established this for us. He said this yesterday. How many teams in the NFL can truly say that their quarterback is their best player? Now, again, not the most important because we all know how important Mm. the quarterback is. But the best yeah. player on the team. It's almost like an NBA mentality, right? It's not about, you know, impact on winning. All that stuff. No, you just have the most talent for who you are. So he believes it's less than yeah. five. So let's play a game going through some of the options that we have oh, yeah. of real and not real. So we start with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, is he the best player on his team? Is that real and not real? 
Yes, that's real. He is definitely the best player on their team. He is electric. Whether When the ball is in his hands, all defensive players are on alert. Like this kid is, yeah, so I'm definitely saying he's real. He is the best football player on their team. He is certainly real, the best football player, Jeff, by far. If, if he wasn't in that lineup, what would the Baltimore Ravens be? Yeah. They'd be a slower right. team. No doubt about that. That offense wouldn't really be as <laughs> dynamic. All right, here's another one that, might, that feels kind of obvious. In Buffalo, Josh Allen, is he the best player on his team? Real or not real, Jeff? No, not real. I mean, listen, I, I, mean, I would say, I mean, you could go on the defensive side and give him, give players, but I'll just go Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. on the offensive side. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's got, what, 3,000-yard, um, you know, seasons, catching the ball over 100 catches, I think, one season or, or two seasons. No, I mean, I, I think he, I, I think last year he took a huge step. I would not say he's the best football player on their team. That's why I like Jeff, because it's not real. Much like Jeff said, the top dude on the team is Stephon Diggs. I don't even need to elaborate on the rest. Yeah. Well, you could the, the easy way to explain it is that when he showed up, it unlocked Josh Allen. It, yeah. it made Josh nothing, Allen better. Nothing else to That's talk right. about. Right. Okay, well, is there anything to talk yeah. about when we go to Kansas City? Real or not real, Patrick Mahomes, the best player on his team? <laughs> yes, best, best player on his team. I, I think, listen, when you watch what he does – um, running the football, you know, breaking, breaking, contain, making plays for his teammates. You, you know, it's not just the no look passes; it's everything in between. When he needs to pull the ball down and tuck it and run, he makes plays. When he needs to sit in the pocket, climb up in it. So, from my perspective, he is definitely the best football player on their squad. It's real. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes, let's not even get into the statistical numbers. Just think about it. And when we talk about his athletic yeah. ability. He is a former baseball player, so you put that into the equation. And then everything Jeff talked about, the no-looks passes, you saw what he did to Von Miller two years ago. Mm-hmm. He threw it with his left hand. Yeah. So it's like, that's another yeah. easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. though they got Travis Kelsey, and even though that Tyreek Hill is there, they got, play- they got players, Absolutely. but much like Lamar Jackson – they wouldn't be in the same situation if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, you could argue also maybe even the That's best right. player in the league as James Steele, the noted the resident Chiefs fan, said in my ear. All right, we go to Dallas as we continue <laughs> to play real or not real with Jeff Saturday. Is Dak Prescott the best player on his team? No, I mean, I would go Zach Martin. I mean, you know, he's an all-pro guard and the guy you know, probably has some of the best technique um, definitely the best offensive lineman there since probably Larry Allen. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm saying when you think about Cowboys offensive lines, Nate Newton and those guys back in the day, I would say Zach Martin uh, has put himself somewhere in the conversation of one of the best guards in the game the past four or five seasons. So, no, he is not the best player on his team. See, it's hard for me to not take Dak Prescott and take a guard, but I got to take Dak Prescott in this situation. We saw what the Cowboys – were without him, and they and he he's come back. He's now one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league for a reason, and I think as he continues to grow at the position, because remember he still is a young quarterback. He's not in his seventh and eighth year, so I think he is the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we have our first disagreement. And see, it, it, go ahead. But let me let me let me say this: this this to me goes into the category of most important player versus best player. Yeah. Dak is definitely the most important player 
for the Dallas Cowboys, but from a from a, 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 a just a competitive overall football player. That's why I went with Martin. Definitely most important. So like all the Cowboy fans, and I'm with you, Key, like <laughs> he is definitely the key to this season, but he is not the best. If you stacked him up at their position, Martin's definitely a better you, football player yeah, yeah. Uh, in totality. Now we did a lot of research on this before, and yesterday I was talking with our producer, Evan Wilner, about this off of the Ryan Clark tweet. So Evan has done, uh, has done his own work on this, and since we have a disagreement, Evan, step in and now e- EW, tell go us ahead. what you've got. You, you guys can argue all you want about Zach Martin or Dak Prescott. By the end of the season, Micah Parsons is going to be the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to win oh. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I've been oh. saying this for months. He will be the best player on the Dallas Cowboys by the end of the year. So you guys can argue for the next like six months about Zach Martin and Dak Prescott. Give me Micah Parsons by the end of the year. <laughs> so... So we're so we're gonna just throw it to the future and just you know we're we're now just we're we're, we're just we're, we're messing with the with the, uh, the the future and you know the fortune tellers. You all guys can argue for seven. six thanks more for months strong, about it. Thanks for the strong stance right there. <laughs> think think about it, Jeff. We're in the Delorean. We're he's going a, forward. He he's a producer for a reason, and we were football players for a reason. <laughs> all right. With that in mind, we continue. Real or not real. Is the quarterback the best player on this team, Matt Ryan and the Falcons? Jeff. No. No, he is not the best player. I mean, you could go Pitts, who is arguably the most most athletic player uh, in this year's draft. Some people said he should have gone first, and this kid's an absolute monster. You got Ridley on the, on the same side of the ball, so there's two players just off the jump that I would put as better football players than Matt Ryan. Jeff, he hasn't even played an NFL game yet. You're going with Kyle Pitts? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Now we're doing rookies? You, 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 just, talked, you, <laughs> you just talked about Micah Parsons. You can't even you can't even talk. You just brought up Micah Parsons. I'm just bringing up exactly. No, I think it, from a football exactly. Player. I think it is sarcasm. Real. I think it's real that Matt Ryan's the best football player oh. on this team, and that's one of the reasons that the Atlanta Falcons held held on to him rather than put him out in the marketplace to be traded because they know without him they wouldn't be nowhere near competing in the NFC. And I don't know that they're going to be competing in the NFC, but he certainly will give you a shot to do so. I love that Jeff said we can't go forward. We can't go ahead in time. And then he goes ahead in time on the next team <laughs> saying that the rookie is going to be the best I player said, on the team. I said, I said there were two players. I said Pitts and Ridley. And I Calvin gave Ridley, you two. Yeah. I just gave you a little fortune teller, too. <laughs> Bullying you today, Jeff. Bullying you today. All right, real or not real, Respect. let's continue. Respect. We go with, is this quarterback the best player on his team in Seattle? Russell Wilson. Yes, absolutely, and probably has been for the last four or five years. So, um, yeah, he is he is their best player and has done more to keep this team even in the conversation than maybe any player in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's real, but I would put up an argument for Bobby Wagner on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stay with the quarterback, like you said, yeah. Jeff, without – Without Russell Wilson, again, Seattle wouldn't be in the position that they continue to put themselves in to try and win the NFC West year in and year out because he, we saw him. He's dynamic, although he hasn't yet gotten right. an MVP vote in his entire career. One vote. He hasn't received That's ridiculous. one That's MVP ridiculous. vote. That is amazing. Now, it's media that votes, That's right? Ridiculous. I don't know who votes, but he hasn't received one. Maybe he'll get one soon. You know, Jamal That's Adams terrible. would argue that he's the best player. 
Oh, stop. We just want to pick on Jamal. <laughs> he always picking on Jamal Adams. Leave Jamal Adams alone. We continue real or not. I just want to. <laughs> real or not real, Jeff Saturday. Quarterback, the best player on this team, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Ooh, this is a tough one yeah. for me. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go Hopkins. But this was tough for me because Murray can, can do it all, bro. He, he's got his legs. He's got his arm. But I just think when you look at Hopkins and what he's, he's done and continues to do, man, I mean, I, I'm, going, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins here for best football player. To, to move things along, DeAndre Hopkins. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. That, one, that one seems like a but – but it is one you can definitely kick around. And it's, Hopkins not the only guy you could bring up here. On the defensive side, they've got a couple of guys too. Yeah. All right, in Green Bay, this one seems pretty easy. Real or not real, best player on the team, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. As good as Devontae Adams is, you still look at what Aaron did last year and continues to do. Um, he's next level, man. So, yeah, I would say that, that Aaron Rodgers uh, – and, again, I think – his ability to scramble and buy time and also get yards that, that really go, uh, you, you know, not discussed in picking up first downs and continuing drives, I think he's the best player on the Packers. It, it's real best player by far. But not only is he the best player, Jeff, he's the first player in NFL history to be an active player and an active general manager. <laughs> <laughs> dual role <laughs> instead of coaching the team i'm running the damn team all right we continue real or not it. real things are getting late so let's speed it up in detroit detroit we have i mean this might be by default oh. the quarterback's the best player on the team jared yeah. goff yeah you tell me i guess like like you know, we don't we don't even we don't even look enough at Detroit. They got to win some games before we go into some deep dive study about who's the best player. We got to have some wins. So I'm gonna say by default, I'll go golf. The the, the best players in Detroit are all on the coaching staff: Aaron Glenn, <laughs> Dan Campbell, <laughs> Coach Lynn. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Jeff going against the offensive lineman like Frank Ragno, like. Pro Bowl bro, last year, bro. all like, pro, listen, no? Yeah, yeah, but it, but again, man, like, as, as you look at it, it's just such an ugly, it's an ugly situation. I didn't want to do a deep dive. I didn't yeah. want to do a futuristic dive. I just got called out about being a fortune teller after I mistakenly attacked <laughs> Evan early. Uh, Evan, I'm backing out. I'm backing out on this Man, one. man, and now and now you're going to get called out for not even sticking with a fellow center. Like, like what are we doing? If you centers oh, can't no. stick together, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing, Jeff. I, don't, I, I, I thought the minute Jeff said we're not doing a deep dive until you get some wins – I figured this is one of those we're checking out. The fact that we mentioned the Lions, I think you saw the look that he gave us, a little gas face there. Yes. All right, we got two more quickly. The Texans. He's on the roster technically. The quarterback's the best player on the team, Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Deshaun's playing. He's by far their best player. It's not even a conversation. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, Stop. yeah, exactly. Okay, and then last but not least. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, yeah. in L.A., Justin Herbert, Chargers, best player on the team. Uh, this was a tough one for me. I would probably say Keenan Allen. Mm. I mean, Herbert had a great year last year, but this is still a you know a, a below average wins and losses team. So as good as he played, he played great for a rookie. He was running for his life. I'm still going to go Keenan Allen uh, until Herbert stacks some seasons together. It's not real. It's either Keenan Allen, Jeff, or Derwin Healthy James. 
one of those two. James, exactly. Healthy. Healthy. That's right. But it's got to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's been the issue. Jeff, uh, I want to apologize on behalf of myself and Keith that you were berated so much by our producer who really couldn't help himself to jump in half the time. <laughs> we don't like to treat our guests that way, but you're a good sport as always. Thanks so much. All right, Jeff. I love it. Appreciate it, fellas. See y'all. All right, all the best. E-Dub, man, you got to stop treating people that way. He got a little aggressive, feisty little nugget today, aren't you? All right, so much more on Justin Herbert. That's after SportsCenter. SportsCenter right now, Seahawks' Jamal Adams signs an extension to become the NFL's highest-paid safety, a four-year extension, max value of $72 million, $20 million signing bonus, $38 $38 million guaranteed. That's according to his agents, Kevin Connor, Robert Brown of Universal Sports. And they told our Adam Schefter. Here's Adams with Chris Berman on getting the deal done. Man, I'm, I'm just so fortunate uh, to be a part of such a you know unique organization. Uh, great coaching staff, great fan base, uh, great teammates. Uh, you know, the next goal is to get to the championship and win it. That's our goal, man. That'll be the goal for the Seahawks and Jamal Adams in the fold. All right, to the NBA, speaking of championships, the Sacramento Kings, they routed the Celtics to claim the Summer League Championship. The aptly named Lewis King finished with 21 points to help the Kings cruise to a 100-67 victory. It was Sacramento's first Summer League title since 2014. To the Diamond, where there was... A scary scene last night. Ace pitcher Chris Bassett taken to the hospital after a 100-mile-an-hour line drive hit him in the head. The Oakland ace went right to the ground after being hit by the ball off the bat of White Sox outfielder Brian Goodwin. Oakland manager Bob Melvin said Bassett is conscious, that he was at the time. They don't think there's a problem with his eye, uh, but he did need some stitches for a cut. He'll know more about potential fractures later today sports center brought to you by goodyear movement always driving us forward whether it's on the track the court on the field every move we make every road we choose to go down and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go goodyear more driven Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. To be part of the conversation, if you want to play a little bit of that real or not real, are there any other quarterbacks that we might have left out, left off the list as we were talking with Jeff Saturday about that? But, but Key, you get like the idea of the game, and that's something that Ryan Clark pointed out, that the quarterback is the most important player. It's the one we talk about the most. It's really the guy that can decide whether or not your team has a chance to be a contender or not. But it doesn't mean that they are the best player. It's like that NBA mentality of like the player who just has the most talent at his position. And it's very specific, obviously. So, you know, we, we went through a, a lot of them. Let me see. The yeses were Lamar Jackson. That's fairly obvious. Patrick Mahomes. That's a Yes. You guys differed on Dak Prescott. You said yes, and he didn't feel like that. He went to Zach Martin. That offensive line was so important for them. You said Matt Ryan was a yes. Uh, Russell Wilson, you both said yes. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Deshaun Watson, who isn't, isn't playing. But that's really it. It's so Lamar, Mahomes, that's, yeah, we got f- basically five, and that's what Ryan Clark said. Yeah. There's five guys. Are we, do you, did we miss anyone? Is there someone else that you could think of? around the league that, that we did not bring up? I don't think so. 
you know, Tom Brady, you can't say Tom Brady's the best player on his team. No. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm just thinking of a Super Bowl champ. So. Most important. Yeah, again, that's – but there's a, it's, yeah, it's I, a difference. I get it. He's, he's difference. the most important. Yeah. Uh, now, going around the league, I just don't see it. You know, it's a very specific thing, obviously, but um, there are teams where you're – Car? Hmm. On that team? Yeah. Eight eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two. Car is good, man. Isn't is not Darren Waller, the tight end? Yeah, see, Ra- Raiders are. See, he's Raiders more. He's team. more. He's more important than me. See, but that's Waller's more important. Important. Yeah, Waller's more important to the success of the Raiders. Talent. Car got a lot of talent, man. He really do. But when you haven't. For whatever reason, you got to the top of the hill, but you haven't come down on the other side yet. People look at him, and then it's so much always because of who his coach is. Right. Always this, 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 this kind of like cloud. But you had him in hovering your, over him when we did the one through Tannehill list. You ranked the the quarterbacks. He was up there. You had Carr in the top ten, I believe. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. But that's so. what I'm saying. Like he is really a good quarterback, but. He just because Gruden is is his coach, and there's always this chatter about Gruden mm-hmm. looking for the next, and he doesn't like him, and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> that people don't really look at him and be like, "Do good." Like if I took him, it's almost like Matthew Stafford ish. You put him somewhere else, and then all of a sudden, it's like well, Matthew Stafford's getting ready to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're waiting for that, right? You know, it, it, so if you took Carr and you slammed him on Denver. Now what? If you took Carr and you slammed him on the Denver Broncos. The, the Broncos are clearly upgraded. <laughs> Way yeah, upgraded. Clearly upgraded. So it's like be honest with it when you're watching it. And so that's how I am about him. He's, to me, their best player. Right, but what the hell do I know? No, no. Well, I mean, you know I'm football. on television ESPN, and radio. 888-729-3776. Let's take uh, Keith, oh, Kevin, I'm sorry, in Minnesota. Kevin. See, Kevin, I, I don't even want to take your call right now, man. Cause you you just you just making stuff up. Come on, man. Seriously, you guys think you guys think Cousins is the best on the Vikings? No, How is that even possible? We didn't even bring his name up. Uh, he might not be the third best player. He might not team. be the fifth best fifth player best. on the on that team. Kevin, are you a Vikings fan? Unfortunately, I am. You are, and, and you would. You think he's the best player on your team? No, no, <laughs> no. I think I think the Vikings should give Kellamond a real shot. Yeah, maybe later. Not right now. Yeah, yeah, you're still, you're still, yeah he's still a rookie. Still also Kirk paying. Cousins is serviceable, but serviceable. I mean, you know, thirty million dollars <laughs> serviceable. Thirty million dollars. Serviceable. Hey, listen, we talk. We talked about how he can make a few throws here and there. Jamal Adams, the Jets got two first round picks. You know, again, you know, move on. You from ain't that. get two first rounds for him. No, 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 no. It's not that. How close did the Jets come to signing Kirk Cousins to that similar contract? Do you remember that whole story about how? Yeah. He was the one that Who was the head coach then. It was the Todd Bowles. It was no. Was it Todd? Was it still Todd? Yeah, it had to be Todd. Oh, that's that right. Was, it was. It was, it was before yeah, it was they. Bowles. But think about that. They were about to give him that same that that whole bag. But that would have been an upgrade at the quarterback spot. Man, y'all was messing around with Kristen Hackenberg. I completely understand where they were at the time. Okay, we're not in the 8 o'clock hour yet, so let's just I'm just down. saying, mother crisis avoided. Tune into a oh, National they did League end up with Central Sam Battle Donald, though. tonight. 
as the Cardinals host the Brewers. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So if Dak Prescott's healthy, will he do something that he's never done before in his career? Believe it or not, that's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The beginning of the season. God, man, I want to be in that moment. It's just one of them things we say, man, I wish I had that right now. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Dallas Cowboys are ready. This is Matthew Berry. The Syracuse Orange are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> well, you don't know the rest of the words? No. I'm going to get you the lyrics to this song. Who could it be? I used to watch that show, though. Of course we did. Religiously. That was like when, when white men uh, just irrationally decided, decided to, get to just get perms. <laughs> like it was an era. There was a time. Like people didn't understand. You think the mullet was a bad look in the 80s? Before the mullet arrived there was this thing happening with perms. <laughs> like, it just, like, I remember watching the Brady Bunch one time, and the dad, you know, Mike Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden just all of a sudden the new season shows up, and there he is with a perm. I'm going, when the hell did that happen? Kenny, Kenny G. Kenny uh, G. Kenny did, G. Now, was that, that couldn't have been real. Like, no, his hair, were, no, it's just curls. It's just that's just real, natural? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I read, it, it, I read it to him at a restaurant one time. I was like, oh, it's not a wig. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, We've in, got, all, in all yeah. honesty, though, mm-hmm. When when mixed kids have hair like that, that's fire. Like when their hair is like well, if, naturally and curly course, like that, yeah, it look cool. Yeah, that's but that's completely different than a grown man who's well, never mean, had it like that before. And then suddenly just shows up. Anyways, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hom with Key, Stefania Bell joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Stefania. How are you? I know you were riveted by us talking about men getting perms and stuff like that. Good morning. It is interesting. I was busy singing along to the theme music. I do know the words to that song, by the way. Yeah, we. You, you want to take it? Growing up. <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't thing. sing. I don't sing outside of my own home. That's, <laughs> that would not be fair. Right. Your audience would tune out. We outside don't of our own cars, right? A lot of us. That's where our favorite studio to sing <laughs> in. All right, but instead of singing, Stefania, let's let's play a game. We're going to call it aptly, of course. Believe it or not as we'll go through some of the different um, possibilities this season for different NFL players. Again, as we are 
in our fantasy football marathon. We urge everybody to go out and get the app, the number one fantasy app out there right now in the world. Or you can go to ESPN.com forward slash FFL. And Stefania, a big part of our fantasy football coverage. So believe it or not, let's start with this one, Stefania. Dak Prescott will throw over 30 touchdowns. That would be a career high, believe it or not. I believe it. I say, sure, why not? Look, last year in five games, he threw nine touchdowns. You multiply that by three, plus we have an extra game this year. He could hit 30 again. He's done it once before. With the extra game, sure, he can get over the top and get an additional one. And by the way, Dak coming off the ankle surgery, which by all accounts, he looks great. I actually went to Cowboys camp but didn't get to see him doing too much because of a lat strain. I know that has been a big concern for everyone. I think the uh, alarm bells have been way too loud on this. It's unusual in a football player. We see it more in a baseball pitcher. But right now, they have the correct approach. It's just a matter of increasing volume for him before the season starts. I'm not worried about this. I think Dak will throw more and run a little bit less, especially designed runs. Uh, So I think hitting that mark is believable. Yeah, I think it's believable, Stefania. When you think about it, Mike McCarthy is going to be a little more involved in the offense. You go back to his days in Green Bay. They like to throw the ball. They like to throw it, especially in the red zone. They're going to take that football out of Ezekiel Elliott's hands and put it in Dak Prescott's hands. And when they throw the football in the red zone, therefore, he'll be over the 30 mark. All right, we continue. Believe it or not, Stefania Bell joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Saquon Barkley will score 10 or more total touchdowns. I'm going to say not. And I know that that, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of potential disagreement with me out there. I just, I'm nervous about Saquon in terms of racking up the stats because I think that the correct approach, which appears to be what the Giants are doing right now, is being conservative on the front end with him. Uh, Look, they picked up his fifth-year option. They're invested in him in more than this season. So nobody's going to rush him out there. And his surgery was more complex than just a straightforward ACL. He was not doing anything with the team. I mean, he wasn't involved in practice until just a few days ago, and he's still been doing individual work primarily. There's a long way to go when you're talking about getting back to being a physical, power, explosive runner who can break tackles and get yards after contact. By the way, eighth in the NFL in yards after contact in 2018-2019 before he got hurt last year. And there's a long way to go to get to that from what he's doing right now in camp. I'm going to say believe. I'm going to say that this is his year to bounce back, much like Adrian Peterson did several years ago after an ACL, although his surgery probably was a little more complicated with the injury that he suffered. I just looked at him over the last couple days that I saw him running around on the practice field. He looked like he's back to form. They certainly are going to need that kind of production out of him. All right, we continue. Believe it or not, Stefania Bell joining us as we play the game. Trey Lance will start more games than Jimmy G. And now you're asking me to set my heart aside and (laughs) evaluate this. You guys know I'm a big Niners fan. And really, I I worry a little bit about this answer because if Trey Lance does start a lot more games, it means the Niners didn't get off to a great start this season. I do believe Jimmy G will be the starter. And I do think they have an easier schedule to begin with. So it actually, you know, it's, it's a nice opportunity for Jimmy G to show if he really can lead this team. I do believe Trey Lance is obviously the future. I saw him in camp. He looks fantastic. He's going to be involved in the offense. Kyle Shanahan made that no secret. I think 
49ers have struggled in the red zone. Trey Lance gives them different options down there. I'm going to say believe because I think at some point the weaknesses of Jimmy G will come out and Trey Lance will be moved into the starting role. And if that happens by week eight, then the believe answer is the correct Mm. one. I'm not going to believe it, Stefania. I believe that Jimmy G will hold him off. Look, the guy led the team to the Super Bowl. I don't know how many times I got to say it, an arm length throw away from winning the Super yeah. Bowl. And, and when you talk about it, Jimmy G has not been a bad quarterback in San Francisco. I just think we looked at those two playoff games against Minnesota and Green Bay. When he took the football out of his hands, it scared the living you-know-what out of all of us as far as him leading a team. It'll be a very interesting year uh, in San Francisco. Stefania, great stuff. Good to catch up with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, Stefania Bell, again, co-host of the Fantasy Football, Fantasy Focus Football Come on, man, get podcast. I Come am on, focused. focused. You know man. why? Come on now, man. Because let, let me ask you this question. If everybody's on the hot seat, then how's the GM not? we got to figure this out next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.